What's up, guys? This podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is an easy way for you to monetize your podcast. It helps podcasters have a flat rate for your ad space so you know how much you're making from Podgo. You can apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to advertisers that fit your audience. You can do that by going to podgo.co. That's P-O-D-G-O.co. Start now. It's morning time. You know, I'm, I'm getting my hair cut right now by, you know, Barber Ike. And we at the Lumi's Barber Shop. How you doing today, G? Doing great, man. It's a great morning. Yeah. Another day to be alive. Definitely, man. I told myself, I used to be the guy, if if you cut hair good, I like I didn't have a barber back then. Like, Chuku right. was my barber at one point. Right. Um, but before that, it was just like, I would have like two, three barbers. So I guess, you know, the, the core everybody be saying, I be cheating on my barber. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was one of them guys, but I was cheating on barbers like every, you know, every two weeks. But, yeah. um, you know, being able to establish a relationship with someone, you know, and, and you know, that person knows your head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you can go to any barber and they will mess you up. Some people are really good. They will, they will cut you like, you know, they've been cutting you forever. But, yeah. you know, that relationship, that bond you got with your barber and you already know as soon as you hop in the chair... I like your cut, G. You say, give me the usual. Yeah, I didn't know what's going on. Exactly, man. <laughs> so, you know, today I'm getting the... I didn't even tell him what I was getting. He already know what I want. I see? already know. He see? want the usual, even all the way around. My man, wavelength. Nice hairline. Yep. Wavelength, and then we good to go. My man. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, your brand. Like, how'd you get started with that? Because I know... Well, I'm, I'm going to give the audience a little pretext. Like, me and him weren't, I guess cool but we just knew of each other in high school he was at oxen hill and i was at Bowie, and we used to always compete in track man ike used to get it man for real <laughs> he used to always get it out there man yeah. well uh, what events did you run again uh, i ran you know i was middle distance long distance mm-hmm. mainly the 800 but you know i could drop down to the four or mm-hmm. move up to the mile mm-hmm. hated the mile but you know <laughs> had to do it for the team had to do it for the team right and uh, it's been a lot of times that we, you know, we've been in tight races, especially championships, indoor states and stuff like that. And it came down to the long the, or the middle distance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because the relays, I'm not going to lie, we had the relays on pack, but. Except for that 4 by 8 Except for that 4 by 8 And that, Joe, is the, the four, how many points was the 4 by 8 Like 8 10? Uh, if you win, I believe it was 12. It was 12, you see? Mistaken. It was a lot of points, bro, so. I think we lost one indoor joint, and it was strictly because of the four by eight. Yeah. Everybody was mad, bro. I think we came second. But yeah, that's just a small testimony, you know, where we started off at. You know, then we transferred to Bowie State together. Um, what made you come to Bowie State, and what, what were you doing like after high school? Uh, so after high school, you know, when you do sports and everything, and you like known in your area, mm-hmm. you kind of had this mindset that you're the best where you're from. Mm. And then it starts to come to the time where you're looking for colleges and looking for scholarships and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize, oh, maybe I'm not as fast as I thought I was, mm-hmm. even though I'm winning in my area. Don't get me wrong. The DMV, uh, we have a lot of athletes and everything like that. Yeah. And, of course, they're very competitive and everything like that. But when it starts to go global, unless you're, like, the best of the best of the best, mm. then, like, scholarships and everything don't really come. So... I didn't, they came, but I didn't get like a full ride like how I was thinking in my mind. And of course, I'm the youngest of three brothers. 
Mm-hmm. And like my mom always told us, like, well, she told me after experiencing my oldest brother that she's not gonna have money to take out loans and everything because she mm-hmm. put herself in a weird situation taking out loans from my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. She like migrated here from Nigeria and she's doing her best and everything. She's learning the ropes, but mm-hmm. she understood after that first experience, she understood there's a lot of ways to get education without compromising your entire future. Right. So I opted. I say all that to say I opted because I didn't get a full ride to go to start off with community college, which mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with that at all. First two years are just basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So my parents had moved to Baltimore right after graduation. I'm still from PG County, though. Don't, don't call me a dummy or nothing, but... <laughs> yeah, so for those two years, I was in Baltimore. They're still over there, but uh-huh. I went there. Um, found some new opportunities there. Got into an internship program and everything. Uh-huh. Had a chance to jumpstart my uh, career field. And then after and, and, that... And what field is that? Uh, cybersecurity. Nice, nice. So okay. I so did, you- like, a... Uh-huh a career development program where they did six months of, of technical classes okay and also pro- professional development it was called year up okay i actually suggest that for a lot of young people who don't really know what to do and they're if you're under 25 mm-hmm. if you hear year up it's a good way to jumpstart your career okay through that program i was able to be offered a full-time job at aol I turned it down to come finish my education, so okay. That's how I transferred to Bowie State okay. after those first two years, and I transferred to Bowie because mm-hmm. they actually gave me an academic and a little bit of a uh, track scholarship as well. That's nice, man. And then uh, you started going to track at Bowie State, and yeah. I know um, that you you also got into the army, right? Yeah, so, so through Bowie State, mm-hmm. I joined the military, the ROTC program. Congratulations, man! Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a commissioned officer in the United States Army. So it's a blessing, man. We definitely appreciate you for your services. And, I, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, anybody in the army, I appreciate. But just seeing more black brothers, you know, gaining on their own, because I know that's something that's hard. I'm not saying I, I wouldn't be able to do it, but my mind is just not on that time. Like, I think I'm too rebellious. <laughs> for, <laughs> I feel you. For I'm not not too rebellious for discipline, but I just don't like people telling me what to do. So. It takes a certain level of integrity and discipline to be in a stature like that, man. So I definitely commend you on that. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about the barbershop. Like, you know, you just graduated Bowie State and you, know, you picked up the barbershop. You know, you say cybersecurity for AOL, military. Like, what made you think, like, you know, let me just cut hair. Let me see how this joint is. So the crazy story is I've been cutting hair since I was in the fourth grade. Wow. So, but only my own. So it's kind of like a passed down trait in our family. Like I said, uh-huh. I only have three brothers. Mm-hmm. My oldest brother learned from his friend. Mm-hmm. He went to Crossland. You know, Crossland had the, they have a barber shop program in uh-huh. high school. I did so, not know that. Yeah. So my brother was going to Crossland at first, but he transferred to Largo. Mm-hmm. But his friend who was going to Crossland taught him how to cut. And then he taught the brother that's right above me. And then... That brother kind of taught me, but mm-hmm. I kind of had to learn on my own because he right. didn't really, really want to help me. But <laughs> that was probably good rather than asking for the way you kind of learn as you go. Mm-hmm. So that whole time, I was just cutting my own hair. I was really nervous, didn't want to cut anybody else's hair. Mm-hmm. The, did you tell anybody that you would cut your hair? Because I know people would ask, uh, like, hey, where you get your hair cut from? Yeah, yeah. Some people would ask, and I'll just be like, yeah, I cut it myself. They'd be like, really? 
But I'm not gonna lie, in high school, especially in high school, uh, I just like, yeah, I'm gonna cut my hair myself. They were like, oh, you, you cut your own hair? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Done a lot of people do that, but I realized it wasn't that normal to cut your own hair. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I was cutting all through. I didn't really start cutting until I transferred, cutting other people until I transferred to Bowie. Mm-hmm. And like my roommates and stuff would see me cutting my hair, like, bro, you Get can me. cut hair? Right. I was like, yeah. And then I started with them. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? Let me just take the talent I was I was given, I guess, mm-hmm. and what I'm good at and turning it into something even though even if it's not like my main my main thing, mm-hmm. I might as well uh hone that talent and turn it into something good. Right, right, man. So I really only been cutting other people for like a year and a half, two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but grateful for everything I learned, still learning as I go. Mm-hmm. Trying to improve. My motto is I, I don't have to cut the world. I just have to cut the right people, mm-hmm. which is what I'm really trying to do. You know, I work full time as well. Mm-hmm. So I can't like do like the traditional barber route where I'm sitting in a yeah, sitting in a shop for eight hours and mm-hmm. then having customers come in and out the door. Right. And just by speaking to, you know, some of the barbers in this DMV barbershop series that we're doing, um, you know, most of them have said like that private booth. You know, it's kind of like better. It's more flexible, and yeah. it's all money in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus trying to pay like a a, a, a booth, booth yeah, a booth you know rent and everything. I think it's when it comes down to, I guess, ownership and um, you know, trying to just get up into the next tax bracket. I, I should say that's where people think about. You know, let me get in the shop apprenticeship. You know what I'm saying? Let me try to own a shop and things of that nature. Uh, yesterday, I was just at uh, UTP Upscale. And just hearing his story, man, it's just amazing because I'm like, yo, everyone that's been talking, I mean, that's been doing, I mean, that's been cutting hair, excuse me, have been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. So I know it's just not a skill that you pick up. I mean, some people can, they can be talented in it, but it all, de- <laughs> it all depends, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, even the most talented, there's a lot of stuff you got to learn. Exactly. And it only comes by experience. Right. only way to get that experience is by cutting other people. Right. Or about sitting and watching people cut other people, but it mm-hmm. doesn't really stick until you actually start doing, doing it. it. Wow. So a lot of stuff you gotta learn: grain, grains of hair, hair texture, um, people's hair growing different patterns, mm-hmm. learning how to fade the best method to fade, learning how to do the hairline properly and mm-hmm. match it to someone's head shape. There's a lot. Learning your tools, mm-hmm. how to modify, how to clean, how to. Upgrade, maintenance, it's a, it's a lot. Definitely, man. Now, let's tap into more so um, the brand itself. Um, you want to introduce the name of your, your shop? Uh, so, yeah, the shop is called Lumi's Barbershop. Okay. Um, the word Lumi's comes from my last name. I'm Nigerian, so my last name is Alumise. Mm-hmm. Spelled O-L-U-M-E-S-E. Well, I'm, I'm from Sierra Leone, but I know a lot of Nigerians, every time that they talk about their names, they always say that our parents make sure our names have value. So yeah. it may be some crazy off the wall things as far as like what other people may perceive it. Because to us, I'm African. I think every, you know your name is normal, right. but to someone else that's hearing a Lansana or that's hearing you know a Lumi's, they're gonna yeah. think like, what is that? What the hell is that? What the fuck is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it ain't no John. It ain't no motherfucking Peter. Like our name actually means something. <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's important. It's important. It's kind of like a prophecy. Like naming somebody something. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you give them that name, it's a prophecy. 
or you're, you're speaking into what you want their life to bring out. Exactly. So, Lumi's actually only came up probably like last year. Okay. Because um, I moved in with my brother like the latter half of my college career. My brother cuts hair like I've been saying. We both cut hair. Oh, so that was your bro that day? Yeah. He was here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So me and my brother both cut hair. So we realized, we realized like we were cutting people and I was traveling at a time becoming a I was a mobile barber mostly because I didn't have the spot. We didn't turn this into anything. Mm -hmm. But we're not like a traditional family. This used to be a dining area, but mm -hmm. we don't like come and sit and eat. Y'all watch dinner. TV and eat. Yeah, like we just eat whenever we're hungry. Like mm -hmm. we don't have that tradition where it's like, oh, everybody is seven o'clock. Let's eat dinner and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like we talk all throughout the day. But as far as dinner time, when you're hungry, you just go eat. Nobody's gonna like that came from my parents working a lot. Mm -hmm. So. They were either at work during what's supposed to be dinner time, mm -hmm. and nobody's going to tell you, oh, you got to come eat. And We realized we weren't really using this area that much, and I brought up the idea of turning it into a barber location. Mm -hmm. So what once we got rid of the big dining too. table, it was like, okay, we start to envision it. Mm -hmm. We started um, putting more pieces in here. Uh, it started with... This table, mm -hmm. the long table where we put all the, the tools and everything. Right. And then got the ring lights. We installed the, the mirror that you see behind you. Mm -hmm. um, Which is yeah. dope, by the way. I like so, it. So we just started. It's still growing. Like We're going to change out the chairs, mm -hmm. um, make it look more unison. But it's good to have an area where you can just... Walk downstairs and be able to work. So yeah, that's how that started. We changed the area. Uh, the name used to be something very generic, like Grim Lagoon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah, it gotta have some meaning. We gotta change it. Some touch. Mm -hmm. And like, I always think about because this is like cutting hair, is something that I want to do, like take it really far. It's mm -hmm. like a retirement hobby, especially. So mm -hmm. if I have that name, like all the big businesses that you see in the world come mm -hmm. from the a family name usually. Like, mm. Everything, Walmart, Disney, Wells Fargo, all of these companies are come from a name. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like Lumi's barbershop kind of flowed in a bit. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody said, oh, I'm about to go to Lumi's. Well, what was that? That's what's how that? I started right. It kind of flows. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good name. So That's very creative, man. Yeah. And, he be, and being able to, you know, because you're already working from home, so being able to transform another avenue of um, entrepreneurship yep. into the household, man, it's, just, it's perfect. You know, that's kind of like what I'm trying to do now as, as far as like with my PR clients. I'm trying to gain more clients so I can, I don't have to be out there as much. I can just work from home. Exactly. But the type of work that I'm doing from them requires me to be out there. So I guess that's the level of skill that I have to just, like, I guess, eventually get up to. Yeah. When I'm more of the graphic designing, the social media management, or the newsletter press releases, which I can do now, but right. I'm now learning that um, you have to start off somewhere. So I got to build that relationship. I got to do events. I got to yeah. go out there, physically support, help with the merchandising, set up a, you know, anything that you know the client needs. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, with everything that's going on right now, especially with, I, I think Biden going to shut everything down. Mm -hmm. I hope they turn barbershops into essential workers because I mean either way you're gonna be good. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. in, in the home, so that's another another portion. Another thing, thing yeah. Now as far as like uh, what's next for Lumis, uh, what you got in store for us, man? Or is there anything creative 
that you're tapping into another side of entrepreneurship maybe just not loomies just upgrading my craft mm -hmm. like uh just signed up for like a barbering class from i don't know if anyone knows vic blends mm -hmm. but he he had a promotion where uh he has barbering lessons so i'm always constantly trying to learn and through that subscription i'm able to learn from other barbers learn the tips and tricks pick up new things to make my my service better mm -hmm. and just make my craft better so that's that's what's next for me like I said, me and my brother, who are part of Lumi's Barbershop, we both work, so. Not really looking forward to it grow extremely, extremely big, because mm -hmm. um, we don't have the most time in the world, mm -hmm. but having consistent clients is definitely a goal. And I like that, man. I'm, I would even say it's just, um, it's humility, because I'm not going to lie, like, you guys are doing great work. Like, you guys cut hair really good. And I don't know, I, I always try to, like, invigorate people or try to motivate people to say hey let's let's do this together let's you know let's get better not get better but let's do this on another scale yeah but i kind of like yeah you know the, the thing you got going on right now man you not saying you're comfortable but you are and that's a good thing you're content right when it's though like you know what i mean you're being cautious of your surroundings with everything with covid going on right and you also have a lot of things on your plate so i think it's just everything just aligning correctly so it's really no rush for anything, but right. I don't know. In the near future, I, I definitely would love to see a Lumi's barbershop somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere on a big scale. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot in plan. Like, I have a business model and everything that I wrote up for, like, my man. It's just finding the proper time to actually want to, exactly. like, start that venture because it's going to require a lot of time, a lot of effort. Right. And a lot of money, <laughs> knowing right. the right people and everything like that. Right. And I love that you're just working on your craft, man, having fun doing it. And every time I come in, man, guys, I have a, a great experience. Like I, I was, I, I was just at the buoy joint yesterday, and I woke up so tired. And here I am in the chair now, just feeling relaxed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vibing, you know, we're listening to music, just chatting it up with the barber. Yep, that's how we try to make you feel comfortable, feel at home. Definitely. Let's talk about more so about you know your relationship with your customers. Um, if there's anybody that's into cutting hair or as a barber already, they might take a listen and, and might want to know what's I guess what's your way about going about customer service. Uh, customer service. Mm -hmm. The the best thing is to start. Like, what would you want to experience if you went to a barber shop? Mm -hmm. So. Like as well as cutting my own hair, I've actually, every once in a while, I will go to a barbershop. Mm. And I will still get cut and see what it's like. And, mm. of course, when you come out from that experience, uh, you're like, okay, I like this. I like what they did here. I don't like what they did here. And then you take all of that and then you, you put it into your barbershop. Mm -hmm. um, but it has to go further because the customer doesn't always know what they want. Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this, this barber cape is clutch. You're the only barber that I've been to with a see-through cape. Like, I can use my phone, guys. Look, hey, y'all, if y'all ever in Bowie, Maryland, come to Lumi's Barbershop, right across from Benjamin Tasker Middle School. Yes, sir. Look, you can use your phone while cutting hair. Like, I'm not saying that it's a must, but I enjoy when my barbers take their time. So if I'm gonna be in the chair for 30 plus minutes, I don't want to fall asleep, which is okay, because sometimes that could be therapeutic, you know what I mean? But, yeah, a lot of people do it, so you wouldn't be that You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know you talked about, you know, adding a little bit more to, you know, Lumi's Barbershop to add, to edify on the experience. 
Is there one or two things in particular you want to just add on? So there's a couple new ring lights, new chairs that are more in unison. Probably breaking down this big table and actually having like barber stations, individual like drawers and things like that. Mm. It's actually two of us now, me and my brother, and then my cousin who comes over here sometimes to cut his clients as well. So it could be so, like a, a, a three? Yeah. Okay, that's nice. So I just want to organize the place, make it more efficient for three barbers to operate at the same location. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, if we get those stations right, we can all have what we call barber maps and have all of our stuff. And then we just cycle out which one's in the front, mm -hmm. depending on who's cutting that day. Mm -hmm. And maybe potentially even get in another chair. That way two people can operate at the same time. At the same 